0: This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 292. And the quote of the day is, you can do everything you want, you just can't do it all at the same time. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 292. And just a quick announcement for those of you who are already on the mailing list. You may have gotten an email today called Nick's Monday Mix. So what that is, is a mixture of... What new podcast is coming out? The sort of some of the music that I'm listening to, some cool links that I think that you'll like, uh, just different things that are on my mind. I'm going to send that out every Monday, so you know the new podcast that's released, what's to come uh, for the for the upcoming schedule and things like that. So it's the the pre email before the end of the week. That's a wrap email. So if you want to get those emails, all you have to do is go to drummersresource.com, sign up for the mailing list, And you'll get that. That's my Monday mix, and then you'll get the that's a wrap email on. Friday that sort of wraps up all the content that was released for the week because there's going to be more content that's coming out uh, in addition to the Monday and Friday stuff so keep an eye on that again just go to drummersresource.com you can sign up for that mailing list also you'll get a free copy of my ebook called stick control variation so that's 11 creative exercises to help you increase increase your speed uh, help your dexterity all that fun stuff and it's free and you'll get it instantaneously by signing up for the mailing list again do that at drummersresource.com So... Let's get into this conversation for today. This is, uh, I took, a, I recently took a trip down to LA and I, I've been trying to do more and more in-person interviews because one, I'm so close to LA and two, uh, I just think that they're, they're better. I, I think that there's more intimacy. I think there's, it's a better conversation. I just like them a lot better. So I'm, I'm really aiming on doing more and more of them. So it's more time consuming. It's more travel and all that, but it, at the end of the day, it's better. So uh, Keep an eye out for more of those. And like I said, I'm trying to do as many as I possibly can. So, this first one is with Elmo Lovano. And Elmo is, a, is an interesting character, not an interesting character, but he has a really interesting trajectory and the way that he has worked his whole entire career. And he gets into it. He, I mean, he started at a young age, he was touring at a young age, all the way to the point where he was the music director for Christina Perry and playing, you know, he's playing stadiums and. And you can see pictures of him playing at Red Rocks and the Philly Stadium and all kinds of stuff. And then he started something called Jam Card, which we really talk about in this conversation. And it is basically LinkedIn for musicians. And he had the idea that he could maybe tour and start this Company, this startup at the same time, and realized quickly that that was not going to be possible. Pretty much the same thing that I went through with Drummers Resource. So we talk about the parallels and the and the uh, similarities there, and just a great conversation. He's a great dude. He's an amazing networker. So he, and and I mean that in a good way. Developing great relationships. So we talk we touch on that about you know how you can do that, how you can get more gigs, and really what Jam Card is, and the vision of of basically changing. The the uh, the view of session musicians and and musicians for hire Because the way that he says it They're just line items on a, on a balance sheet And he wants to increase the pay for musicians Who are playing studio gigs Who are doing touring work and things like that So a really, really great initiative And a great product that he's putting out there with Jam Card So without further ado Let's get into it with the one and only Elmo Levana Emo Lovato (laughs) (laughs) don't do that (laughs) so we're here uh so we're in I guess we're we're, is this the Hollywood Hills Hollywood Hills we're in the Hollywood Hills looking out over uh Hollywood (laughs) Hollywood. it's beautiful this is actually one of my favorite drives coming up like coming going to Mulholland that's like the famous you know the famous lookout that everybody sees so that's that's where we are we're in this house the jam card house which is how would you describe this house
1: um people it's called the castle because we have a turret yeah so it's like a it's like a. I say it's it's small for a castle big for a house <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um i feel like i feel like bam margera bam bam margera could have lived here dude that's like the go- same google vibe. that it has the same has the same vibe he's from my hometown oh and no way he built like he built this ho- castle but like from the show,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: legitimate moat and every like,
1: yeah, we don't have a moat. Full. That'd be tight though. There's no,
0: there's a pool, but no yeah. moat. Yeah, but you should put some, some, uh, some alligators or something in there. Alright, you pay for them. All right, next topic. So um, I want to, I want to build for the, for the people listening, I want to build a little bit of backstory. Like I want to get in the stuff that you're working on now with Jam Card, I think is amazing. I think it has a lot of potential. I want to get into all that, but let's back up a little bit because like you were, you started playing, not only playing, but touring at a really young age, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I started touring when I was 15.
0: Yeah, which is young. you know, To be young. like, gigging, okay, f- you know, 15, I get it. But like touring and really doing the do. But like, how did you get all, how did you get into playing?
1: Man, it's so funny, I uh, how did I get into playing or touring? Playing first. Oh, dude, my, um, I mean, I come from like, uh, from a family of musicians, both, on both sides. mm mm-hmm. um, So I guess I, I have it in my DNA. But then on top of that, for my first birthday, my uncle, my dad's brother, Got me a drum kit, I think to piss off my dad. <laughs> Didn't work. My dad loved it and so did I. <laughs> and um I, I just became obsessed. Dude before, as early as I can remember I was drumming. Right. By the time I was ten was when I was like really obsessed. Yeah. And um and it was clear, like my parents were it was pretty clear to them that
0: were you taking lessons and stuff or were never, you just practicing I've never
1: taken a lesson. Really? Yeah, I'm self taught. Nice. I can't read music. Um yeah, I've I'm just, I'm just I just play. I just kind of develop. You're originally from LA, right? Yes, born, born and, and raised. raised Pasadena. Right, Sierra. This little town called Sierra Madre,
0: which is funny because not funny, but you don't hear a lot of people who are born and raised in LA. You know, there's a lot of because I mean it's a it's a transplant city. You yeah, know, people same yeah. thing. Like I just moved from New York. Same thing with New York. It's like yeah, but where are you really from? Yeah, yeah, but you're really from LA. Do you think that that has something? Do you think that the culture here and the fact that everyone. There are, there's a lot of music here. Do you think that influenced you at all?
1: For sure. And, like, and my, my, you know, my dad and my mom are both music heads too, on top of people playing music in my family. Mm-hmm. I was just raised listening to music always. Right. My parents were hippies. You know? and so uh, we always had the Beatles on, or Zeppelin, or Cream, or you know, whatever. And, and like my mom's side's more jazz, and then mm-hmm. my dad's all rock and roll. And then, um, so I've just, yeah, I've just had music around me from, from as long as I can remember. But I'm the only drummer out of everybody. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only drummer. Everyone you're the, else plays you're
0: the recluse. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of horn players in my family. Oh, nice. A lot of horn players. My dad plays guitar. My brother plays guitar and piano. Um, Did you play with them when you were younger? My first band ever was, was a duo with me and my dad. And it was called, like, Father Like Son. I like it. <laughs> and we would just play, like... Money for nothing, Dire Straits.
0: <laughs> most, I think they're the most underrated band. They're the best, oh, dude. I'm telling... Like, I think Mark Knopfler may be the most underrated guitar player ever.
1: Yo, and that's like one of the sickest intros to any song of all time. Yeah. That's Omar Hakim. Yep. On that intro beat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even yep. their drummer. But, um, yeah, man. So, I just started playing young. You know, I, I was never... School was never my thing. That's mm-hmm. probably why I never had a lesson. But... I mean, I don't know. Were you know. against it or were you just like, I don't, I don't really need it No, I right wasn't now. against it. Um, I just wanted to play. So I, I just would play. Right. I wouldn't wait for someone to teach me. I would just start. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Same thing with Jam Card. You know, same, same thing with kind of everything I do. If I'm like, if I'm like, want to do something, I just go try it and see how it feels and then just keep going if I enjoy it and stop if I don't. Right. But like academically, I've just never been a scholar mm-hmm. in terms of like, I don't, I didn't go to college. I left high school early to go on tour. Right. Um, and I, I'm more school of life, you know, uh, uh, hands-on learning, really, right. really applying. I like taking risks and then just running with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I got lucky, I guess. How I started touring was because um, there was this band called Limit Point that was a Pasadena, like punk rock band. That was like one of my favorite bands. They were like in their early 20s and I was 15, and they lost their drummer. And I got an audition and lied and said I was 18. <laughs> Got the audition and then um, and then, you know, then once it was like, okay, cool, this guy's good. Yeah, they're going to use this guy. And then it was like, all right, look, I'm 15. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and but my dad, my dad's like a huge supporter. So he like, you know, grabbed the singer mikey and was like what do we, do we need to get him a fake id like what? let's make it work you know my dad was like let's mean, make I got it documents work paper, what I yeah. got here. and then i was like i want to go on tour i i think i think i did that first and then i went and told my mom and dad i was like look i have the opportunity to go on tour i want to go on tour and my dad was like let's go and my mom started crying <laughs> so then my, my dad and myself you know convinced my mom to let me do it and it ended up being like Great. I mean, my dad said it was the best decision of his life was right. to let me go on tour. when was I Was Was it a big age. tour
0: or was it like a and, no, yeah, van? No, total van, van and tour. Bus, yeah, yeah, van, van and, and, trailer, and trailer.
1: Um, punk rock, yep. basement venues, but like learning the ropes. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone in the band. It wasn't. I mean, it was cool to be able to learn to like go on the road and like sell CDs, sell merch, hustle. You know, get your gas money to the next town. It was mm-hmm. like more so that vibe. And but they were like they were like twenty two. Right. I was fifteen. It's a big. I mean, it's a big, a big difference. difference. Yeah, mentally and everything. But luckily, these dudes were really awesome and were like big bros to me. So I had good influences. You mm-hmm. know, I was never. I mean, they, they would they would drink and stuff, but right. I just never did for whatever reason. Right. I just wouldn't. I don't know why. It just never appealed to me. Yeah. So so I really was just getting the experience, and I wasn't like you know screwing around and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was screwing around like being a goofball, but not yeah, like but not, not getting like getting in trouble. Yeah. And all yeah. That. Not
0: really. Like there's. There's something to be said about those tours. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone needs to do those. You Dude, know? we
1: were doing Basements with, like, Newfound Glory. Nice. Remember them? Yeah, and like, of course. Uh, Taking Back Sunday.
0: Before they were bigger, you know? Right. That was, like... I grew up with a guitar player from Taking Back Sunday. Oh, from, no way. Yeah, from Asharino. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. It was... Uh, so that was fun. And, I mean, who else was it? Like, Assorted Jelly Beans. Remember them from the punk rock days? No. Longfellow. I remember the, Longfellow, the Ataris. Remember the Ataris? I don't remember the Ataris. These were like are pop punk and like punk bands. Yeah, like that were like. I remember at that age, I was like so stoked to be touring with them when I was fifteen because I was like, "Oh, these are like You're my like, favorite oh, bands. These bands are huge because they could draw like five hundred people." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "They're huge." Um, yeah, man. So that was how I got my start originally, and then it just it just went from there, and I just I just kept
0: growing, just connecting, and yeah. I mean, this the. The theme that runs through this podcast a lot is that it's never. I was here, and then I jumped to here. It was like I was here, and then I got this other gig, and then it went to this thing. Who connected me to this person? And then I met this person, and it's. I like the the way that uh, that uh, Nate Morton said it from The Voice. He said, "You know, success is like building a bridge while you're walking across it." It's <laughs> a really good quote, and I was like, "Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense." Yeah, but there's there's an element of networking that goes along with it, and. I feel like I'm a decent networker. Yeah. I feel like I can just, I get this vibe that you're a really good networker. Yeah. You and know, not in like the sleazy, like... Yeah, that's the like, key. not, definitely not in a sleazy way, but I, I feel like you're good at developing genuine relationships. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Um,
1: I would say I'm comfortable with people. Right. So it's, I mean, it's authentic, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like really passionate about drumming and music. So like, I'm, you know, if I meet someone, you know, I'll be the first to be like, yo, I love what you do. Right. I don't try to like play it cool. Right. Or whatever. I mean, I'm just I'm just myself, you know, I, my, I'm really tied with my parents and my little brother and we have, like, a lot of love in our family, so I don't mind, like, I mean, I give big hugs, you know, and I give right. high fives and I've always, I'm, I'm supportive of other people. You I know? mean, I walked
0: in the door and it was like, we've known each other for. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I give you a hug, you know, it's like, because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, so yeah. So I, I get it. We're also Italian. Yeah. I brought <laughs> <laughs> <that> um, <laughs> some pasta. Hey, me, welcome that. to my
1: house. <laughs> you want some shells? I got a marinara. <laughs> um, and, uh. Yeah, so I, um, I don't know. I've always just been kind of, you know, a social person and goofy. I was always a goofy kid. I don't take myself too seriously. Right. You know, I don't consider myself the best or, or any, or I don't see myself above people. I mean, I'm not, but like, I just, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel lucky, you know, and I think having, having older people around when I was that age you know like so it's like some people's first tours maybe they feel like they're the shit when I was on my first tour I had people older than me that I looked up to right you know so they were like I mean You're I not. knew I knew I wasn't I knew I was the baby and I know I was just like I'm lucky to be here right right and then that kept growing and up until up until I was 25 I was so for those 10 years of playing I was always the baby and then all of a sudden it flipped and then I was like, "Oh, I'm not the baby anymore." And now I just turned 33 yesterday, and right. I'm like, "I'm not the baby anymore." Yeah. <laughs> so amongst a lot of people, but I have a lot of kids that I mentor, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm always, i mean, with Jamcar, I'm always looking for talent, you know. I'm right. always like, you know, I, I love passing it on, you know, and hooking people up. I'm—I'm I'm the first person to be like, if someone hits me up for a gig, be like, "Yo, I'm actually not right for this gig, but this guy but is." this guy
0: is, you know. There's a uh, there's a I i forget who said it, but there's a quote that if if you make or if you're successful in the business that you wanted to be successful in mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to spend a lot of time sending the elevator back down totally you know and totally. I I agree with that 100% yeah. and like even in this, in the this small like little tiny bit of success that I've had with, you know, with the podcast and everything. Yeah. Just connecting people and say, hey, man, like you said, I'm not the right dude for this. Right. Or like, I can't really help you, but this dude can definitely help you. Totally, man. You know, and I think that there's, I think that there's a big difference between being someone like that who's always pushing outward and adding value outward right. versus like, I think that's the old school way. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, of like, no, you can't take my gigs and, 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 you know, everybody get away from me and I don't, I don't wanna like, I don't wanna send the elevator back down. I feel like it's flipping now. Right. And that everybody realizes that, like, if you help enough people get what they want, you're gonna get what you want too. You know, that
1: may just be an age thing. That may just be us, like, you're You're saying. When we get crotchety old men, we're gonna be like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, we're in our 30s now, you know, I don't know. I started. I mean that was how I became a music director was just because I I started connecting people. Right. You know I would build bands or I'd throw players at, at certain gigs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's what led to me I was like, "Oh, this actually that's a huge responsibility of the music director." Oh wow, now I'm getting paid to do that. <laughs> right? So but I was like 23, I would say when I started doing that, 24 maybe. Mhm. Yeah. So but until then 15 to 23 of touring, I was more so I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't throwing gigs around, but also people weren't coming to me for other for other people. I was still sure. building my name. You yeah. know, And um, and just play. I think at that point, I think the best thing you could do is just is just play passionately and, and be yourself. Mm-hmm. And because if someone doesn't like you and you're being yourself, then you shouldn't work with them. But what if they don't like you and you're trying to be something? That's even worse. Or if yeah. they like you and you are trying to be something, you are going to fake it forever. That, that, yeah. <laughs> it's even worse.
0: That's a, that's a long yeah. road. Yeah, it's yeah. a
1: long road. So, I don't know. I think, I think when I was young, I always had a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, still playing drums is still my favorite thing in the world to do. Right. Even though I'm not focused on touring or anything anymore right now, mm-hmm. it's still my favorite thing to do. I still play. I played before you got here. Right. You know, just, just to play. Sure. Just to play. Also, now I'm like, I, I feel like I have, I've always had talented friends, but now I feel like the, uh, I have like insanely talented friends and like, and they're coming over here and playing. So I'm like, man, I got to keep my chops up just <laughs> yeah. to hang with the yeah, homies, dude. Yeah. Just to hang. Just because I'm like, oh, because you know how it is. You don't want to play and be like, oh, I'm not where I, where I want to be. Yeah. That's the worst feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I didn't practice enough. Or, oh, you know, which every, every musician, every artist experiences that self-doubt. Within yeah. themselves of like, oh, I should be better. I should be better.
0: Yeah, I mean, nobody. You, you don't want to get to the finish line, though. No, there's you know, no like, finish line. Yeah, you know, but like, th- can you imagine if there was? You get there and then it's like, now what? Dude, <laughs> look <laughs> at that'd be the worst.
1: Man, look at Dave Weckel. Look at Steve Smith. Look at these yep. dudes that are still pushing their knowledge.
0: I just know? I just heard a story about Steve Smith that they they were on this tour and. You know what? However long it was, six months or something like that. And I think it was—I think it was John DeChristopher said he called him. Steve had been home for like nine hours, right? And called, and his wife answered the phone. And was like, "Oh, he's downstairs practicing. He'll have to call you back in a few hours."
1: Yeah, won't like, even, I'm not even going to bring the call to him. Yeah, he yeah, and he's been tight. off the
0: road for—that's
1: a know, good wife, for, too. That's yeah. tight. For like
0: nine hours, and yeah. he's like, you know, gets he's downstairs.
1: His- he's like, Tuck a tea, ta take a ta
0: Exactly, (laughs) but it's insane i mean that level that level of artistry but also that realizing you're never it's never you're never going to get there
1: dude even i just recently made friends with harvey mason senior Mm. shout out to harvey one of the coolest dudes ever love that Um, dude or i love his
0: playing anyway
1: man and we i went over to his house and just hung with him and uh, and i went down he's like you want to come see my studio man like i was like yeah definitely Went went down to his spot beautiful studio in his house I was like, "What have you been doing?" He's like, "Man, I'm just, you know, I'm just recording, man. I'm just trying to get better. I'm just recording." I was just like, "Dude, that's amazing! Like, yeah. here's a, here's a legend, all the accomplishments imaginable, yep. you know, and accolades and everything. And here he is, you know, just just focusing on getting better and creating and like opening. He's he's in like a new version of himself and his in his musicality and yep. like, dude, that's amazing. Like, I mean, I've seen in my, you know, I've gone, I've definitely gone through, you know." Uh, Transitions of like oh, I like I, right now. This is my favorite style to play or right. this is my favorite style
0: to play And it's always new and exciting, you know, and mm-hmm. So you just constantly reinvent yourself for sure I think that's the great part about being the I, I make comparisons a lot between musicians and athletes and I always think man, you know as a musician you can play till you're till you're a hundred Yeah, you know as an athlete at some point your body just doesn't hold up anymore and you have totally. to retire you and know? you
1: can also there's no uh, expiration date on you as a player and when you could quote-unquote make it or when you could quote-unquote you
0: know find yourself or your right. sound you know mm-hmm. like
1: you hear all the time and there's people that break in their 50s and their 60s yeah. and their 40s whatever it may be you well know? look
0: at like uh like two guys actually Mike that come to mind are mike miley and um that's my dog and uh love mike why can't i think of his name richard danielson like the from uh vintage trouble oh yeah both of those guys like quit playing drums yeah and then we're like nah i really want to play again and you know they're both older guys and gotten these big bands and now they're you know they're both you
1: well you know? with with michael miley because mike's miley's one of my best bros i love that dude. yeah he's a good dude it wasn't like he got in a big band that was his they started that band
0: not gotten a big band <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean i shouldn't, mean? Have, I shouldn't and those, have said it that way but. The,
1: no yeah but like those guys were great i i booked like the very first rival sons show if it wasn't the first it was the first two or three right um at this event that I used to throw in Hollywood, this weekly event I used to do. And cause I was just like, cause my, cause Michael Milo was my homie. We met when he was on Carson Daly show. Okay. Like years before rival yeah. sons. And, um, and he used to come over to my house every Wednesday um, at my old house, and we called it Weckle Wednesdays. So we would, <laughs> we'd get together and watch Weckle videos, and then and then dual drum, right. and like just like tear apart his like be like, all right, how does Weckle do this? It's so nerdy. Just Weck-. Weckle Wednesdays. We'd go get a burger and then nice. watch Weckle Weckle videos. And nice. um, so I'm stoked for Miley, dude. I mean, he's he's so awesome. And he's an awesome dude. And like, Where's I'm it? so for that whole
0: Estonia, right? He lives, he lives in Estonia oh, yeah. now. With his, like,
1: he met an Estonian woman on their, on their yeah. tour, married her and, and had, and they have a beautiful kid. And it's like, they have this like wonderful life. And it like, what, I, I mean, I actually learned a lot from that because I mean, he, it's like, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like you didn't know that this band was finally going to take off after they were grinding for years. On yeah. that, they were grinding for years on that band, you know? Um, and then it finally hit in Europe first before mm-hmm. it hit here, you know, on a larger scale. And then they get out there and you meet an Estonian girl in Estonia, which is like typically most U.S. musicians, even if you're an international touring musician, you don't play Estonia. Right? Estonia is like a, a, a stop, uh, like a layover. Right. That's on like the a way to Layover somewhere. country, sure. you know, like on the way to somewhere typically. So... Here you are in Estonia you meet this woman you connect with her you marry her you have a kid you li- you get you live in a in a in a uh farm yeah. in Estonia but you still also like come back to LA and do your rock and roll thing and then <laughs> tour the world and it's just like it's amazing and he was in his late 30s i think mm-hmm. when that all happened right and it's like so that's awesome, man. I mean, here I am, single in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> like, who knows what will well, happen in the next t- 10 years? I'd rather be single in Hollywood than single in Estonia, though. <laughs> I will say that. I don't know. Estonian women. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's You true. should Google image that's, Estonian women. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. Or ask
1: Miley to send you some some photos of the neighbors <laughs> that's, that's or something. That's a valid you know.
0: point. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's true, though, that, you know, I think uh, Bernard, Bernard Purdy was talking about, too, like, yeah everybody's like when you make it it's yeah. like first of all get that term out of your head because every yeah. like success means something different to everybody else totally so, like it doesn't matter you know you may want a, a jet and a, and a Ferrari and somebody else may be like hey I just want a one bedroom apartment in New York and that's all I want totally so but the fact that like like you said there's no expiration date on it you gotta keep grinding keep up but following the things that are making you happy and not doing all the shit that doesn't make you happy yep um, I put a thumbtack in the network networking thing I want to ask you about that Real quick again, if there's people who are listening, who are trying to network, who are trying to develop these relationships, who are for I think for us, I think we're fortunate because it comes naturally for us Mm -hmm. to us. But for other people where it doesn't, do you have any advice for people to start developing relationships in a non sleazy? What can you do for me? Yeah, don't be
1: sleazy. That's for sure. Um, You know, I think you don't you you don't want to force yourself upon people, but you want to be confident. You know, I mean, first of all. You know know what you want right because mm-hmm. you don't want to just talk to anybody and anybody at any time like so the more deliberate you are and like what you want in your own vision i think the mo- like more likely you are to actually achieve that mm-hmm. um, so if you're just trying to be a drummer or you want to be a pro drummer i mean it's not necessarily the amount of drummer friends you have right you know, it could be it's really just you want to learn you want to meet with the whole community so i say yo talk to people with a smile be cool that's the number one piece of advice Right, like, cause no one wants someone that's gonna be haggling them or be Debbie Downer, right. or anything like that. That's you know, worst. you look at a lot of the most. If you, I mean, when you talk about hired guns, look at look at a lot of their demeanors mm-hmm. the, of these the, the big hired guns. They're all really happy people, yeah, for the most part, or and humble and nice, humble, easy to work with, loving. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, so not everyone, obviously, but like, I mean, a, 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 I would say majority of the people that I come across that are, you know, successful in in the, in that. In the gigging market right if you want to call it that but um but i would say hey put yourself out there right make it easy to see you play it's 2017 if you are a drummer i'm assuming you have mostly drummers listening to this drummers okay make an amazing video of you you know and it doesn't even have to be like super high quality use your iphone or your android or whatever you have
0: and film yourself playing you know you can find somebody who knows how to edit and all that you know even if it's like all right spend a couple hundred bucks to get like Oh my gosh, you, know. you can
1: do so much with such little money. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean, if you look at the jam card content that we're creating, we're creating like really high quality content right now for little, little right. amount spent. Um, so it's really, you know, get better at that. I think like, especially if you aren't, you know, you're talking about building your network. If you're not someone that has a strong personal network, let's say you live, you don't live in a major city. The best thing you could do is put yourself out there on the internet. Yeah. you right. Like, mm-hmm. Then now you're accessible to the whole world because there's no difference between me and you now right. on the internet.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, look at Mike Johnson. I mean, granted, he's not out, he's not doing gigs and everything, right. but like he is a full time musician, teaches all around the world. And he's like, I live in Sacramento. Lives in Sacramento. He's like, and I could live in Hawaii if I wanted to, or anywhere else. He can live
1: anywhere he wants. He just sets up his studio and has it, but he built that up and he made high quality and look how nice that guy is. Mm -hmm. And he connected with people. He's all about teaching people. Yep. You know, and um, you could be
0: anywhere. You could be anywhere. Hey, I wanna give you a quick heads up about something really cool happening in North America called the Dream Symbols Tasting Tour. This is your unique opportunity to be able to hear these Dream Symbols with your own ears. Each event will have 70 symbols for you to check out. You can play, you can listen to them, you can talk about them with dream employees, and then you can ultimately purchase them. Find out what the hype is all about with these fairly priced symbols. The first one is happening August 20th to the 27th at Rock Solid Gear in Hadesburg, Mississippi. The other one is happening August 17th to September 1st, and that's happening at the Drum Loft in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But then there's going to be a ton of other events, about 20 to 25 of them, across North America. So either check out the ones at rock Solid gear or the drum loft or keep your eyes peeled for a dream symbols tasting tour coming to a retailer near you. Now let's get back to this conversation. I agree that there's no excuse that if you're trying to get work, that you don't have things online, you don't have videos, you don't have pictures, you don't have a bio, like go get a free Wix. And that's website. the other thing
1: too, like, and also if you're trying to be a solo player, like you want to be a hired drummer. You know people will send me things I'll be like like people hit me up for jam card because you know we're, we're private we're only for um, for working like top tier professionals right now right. right so so but you can apply to join and a lot of people hit me up too, like yo I sent my application in like what can I do to try to be and I'm like send us videos you know mm-hmm. and then they'll like send I'll get sent a video of them playing like with a trio at a place and the trio's not good, so therefore it's hard for me to like really just look at them. So right. I'm like, I'm not looking for your trio. I'm looking for you. Mm-hmm. Send me a video of you. You right. know, like go and I mean, where do you pra- If you're a drummer, you have a practice space, whether it's in your house or your basement, or you right. got a lockout, you got something. You know, like right.
0: Record some styles. Record some like, stuff. Like you know, yeah.
1: Start with the basics. Show me your pocket, and then you know, and if you're if you're a sh- if you're a shredder, you know, shred it up. But like mostly, I want to see someone with good groove. You know, like that style i don't like players anymore i used to when i was a kid i used to do stick twirls all day right. stick twirl stick twirl <laughs> throwing <laughs> sticks ah, you know like i don't really look i don't really that kind of turns me off now when i'm looking at players um, is i mean unless they're doing drumline stuff cuz that's the craziest stuff ever but right. like if you're playing kit and you want to be a hired gun no one's going to care about your 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 flare right. your stick twirls and stuff um, so don't worry about that just get just just play all the time the more you play it'll it'll the more comfortable you will look when someone sees you play and that's the one thing that you want to see someone with swag you want to see someone that's comfortable you know Mm
0: -hmm. so what so the mistakes you think that just people don't have any content of themselves out there like that's one of the big mistakes
1: one of the big mistakes is that they don't have good content of themselves out there yeah Yeah. so i mean that that's an easy way because you can you can send me you can send anybody an email right right (laughs) You can find my email online somewhere. Right. Or any, whoever your favorite drummer is, unless it's like Ringo, Right. you know, but like relative. Most drummers, look at all the drummers that are on your podcast are people that you could probably reach out to electronically. Yeah. Who knows if they'll respond or not. Right. right. You could at least have your shot and send them an email of you playing well, or and you, that's whatever. That's the other thing that
0: people don't understand. It's like, okay, I've done 300 of these. Yeah. How, how many emails do you think I've sent?
1: Oh, oh, God. Five times that? At least. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah.
0: But if they go to the if they go to the site and there's like there's nothing there really or right. it's like it's crappy you know it's like, when you eh. reach
1: out to me even I mean I had already I had already heard of it because you've had my friends on there right you know so I'm like oh and that's the one thing in terms of that with like with pros or, or anything or even just with people in general you know if if they see their peers or people they respect on a platform or on a doing a podcast or whatever they're gonna be like oh that's legit right you know right so. And then that's your foot in the door, and then you just have to. But it's still up to you to reach out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, of course. So it's you know you got to be business minded. You got to be business minded, and you got to put yourself out there, and you got to be able to accept rejection and and not take it personally, but take see why you know you think you got rejected, or if they told you why, Mm -hmm. take that and learn and 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 become better.
0: Yeah, and every gig is not for everybody. You know. That's true too. Like so many people are like, I didn't get hired for this gig. It's like, well, you probably weren't. Just weren't the right person for the gig right. it doesn't or
1: even if they're like oh i didn't get this gig and they gave it to this dude i went and saw him playing the drummer was boring you know and he wasn't even doing anything i'm a way better drummer it's like well that's probably what they wanted they probably wanted a boring drummer to sit in the back yeah some artists don't i mean a yeah. lot of artists don't they if you're a hired gun once again they may not want the flashy drummer that's going to take attention away from them they may be a more insecure artist that wants right. all eyes on them and wants just someone in the back just doing the bare bones job
0: yep and and if, I'm sure you've heard the joke about the guys like oh you know they're they're auditioning a dr- I've ter- told this on the podcast a bunch of times so the audience probably oh here comes this joke again <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll cut it out uh, but he's you know he's like they're auditioning a drummer and they say oh can you play like can you play paradiddles at 260 he's like yeah and they're like can you play inverted paradiddles at 260 he's like yeah and they're like Can you play inverted paradiddles at 300 with your feet? And he's like, yeah, did I get the gig? And they're like, no, that's why we fired the last drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. You know, it's like, you know, meat and potatoes can get you the gig a lot. Sometimes they want flair. Like, Usher wants someone who can be all over the place and play, like, all these licks and everything. But then, like, Jason Aldean wants Rich Redman to just lay in the pocket. Right, totally.
1: So that's what I was saying. Know what you want, right? right? Know who you are. Mm-hmm. you know if you, I mean if you're if you want the usher gig and you want to and you want to play and you want to be able to shed over tracks and stuff yeah get great at that right but if you're listening to Jason Aldean or you are listening to uh, I mean simple you know what, whatever I mean just know just know who know the player that you are and become that the best version of that player
0: right I'd like to say a quick word about the sponsors before we get into the ads. These sponsors are who keep the podcast free for you, the listener. And I would just ask that you please consider supporting these brands, supporting these services. And what happens if you support these ads, then they keep advertising on the podcast and it stays free for everyone. So if you're in the new market for drums or heads or sticks or services or anything like that, please consider supporting the people who are supporting the podcast because like I said, they're keeping it free for you and everyone else. So I would appreciate that. And now let's get into it. A quick word from our sponsors. There's a reason why Casio Music has been in business for over 70 years, and that's because they help you get the right instrument in your hands at the right price. And speaking of price, they're offering the podcast listeners 20% off any order over $149. So if you use the promo code POD20, O D that'll save you 20% site-wide. You can check them out at Cassiomusic.com and don't forget to use the promo code pod two zero to save yourself 20%. That's Casio, C-A-S-C-I-O music.com. For those of you looking to step up your game, I suggest you look no farther than Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. They've been there since the 70s, located right there in the heart of Hollywood, and they have a great staff. They have a world-class facility, and they have every course you can think of. They have music business. They have electronics courses. They have Ableton. They have, you know, performance. They have all sorts of different electives. They have world-class faculty, everything. I cannot say enough about Musicians Institute. Not only that, the people who run the drum department are amazing be sure to check them out at mi.edu Speaking of amazing, DW Drums has been a sponsor of this podcast since the beginning and they foster drumming initiatives much like this one all over the country and they keep this podcast free for you and you can learn all about their great products, not just the DW products, but DW, Gretsch, LP, Gibraltar, all of that is under the DW umbrella and it's all great. Check them out at DWDrums.com or any of their other websites. Now let's get back into it with Elmo Lovano. it just made me think like if I was trying to get the Jason Aldean get rich, I'm coming after your gig No, uh, But if I like, if I was trying to get the Jason Aldean gig, I wouldn't be in the practice room practicing, you know, gospel chops. Right. You know, like I hate that term, but, yeah. but like I wouldn't be practicing all this crazy stuff. Cause it's not going to get me closer to the Jason Aldean gig. Totally. You know, it's like, okay, go learn every country tune and then play pocket and follow what Rich does. And yep. it just makes sense, yep. you know, like you're, you're sort of getting yourself farther away by working on things that aren't gonna help you. Totally. You know, play that style or whatever. It's true. Um, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about Jam Card. Let's talk about what it is. And then I also have some, some questions about you deciding to go this direction, but like in a nutshell, what's the elevator pitch of Jam Card?
1: Uh, Jam Card is the music professionals network. So we have, uh, we have an app. That is a private social network for music pros um, it's kind of like if you want to put it in a, in a bubble you know it's like a LinkedIn specifically for music pros mm-hmm. or like an IMDB Pro that kind of vibe right um, yeah man so we have that app and then we also uh, we produce original content so we have five web series um, a lot of them are drummer focused so drummers check yeah check out go to jamcard.com 2Ms or our socials at Jamcard J-A-M-M-C-A-R-D
0: and I'll link up to everything in the show Sick, notes too so dope, people can yeah. get to
1: it we have a show called How I Got the Gig where we interview pros on how they got their big um, their big break mm-hmm. so drummers we had on there we had Ray Luzier talk about yes. how he got corn. we had uh, Luke Holland talk about how he got the word alive we had um, drummer-wise, uh, I don't remember who else. Who do we have drummer-wise? I don't know. We we had we had awesome ones too. We had Miles Mosley on Lauren Hill, Brenda Leigh on Ray Charles. So it's really cool to hear people's stories in general about how they got right. their, their gig. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we have a show called Drummers in a Drum Room, <laughs> which is like I don't know if you've seen Comedians in Cars Getting yeah, Coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's like that for drummers. Nice. And I'm Jerry Seinfeld, I guess. Uh, we had Michael Miley on that. The new the newest episodes with me and Miley. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Good. And we did Derek that Taylor
1: out. from Banks mm-hmm. was was the was the pilot episode. Uh, we have a show called Gear Goggles, um, <laughs> Gear Goggles, like beer goggles, play on words. But we, where we go to bands' production rehearsals and they show us their rigs, right? They show us their setup and their tour setup and their stage production. And we did we did Eric Hernandez, Bruno Mars, yeah, I saw that. We did uh, we just did Jamie Wallen from Tears for Fears that just came out a couple days ago. Um, we the next one that comes out is Aaron Spears. Cool on Ariana. Which is, which is really on his setup for Ariana. It was actually, we did the unveiling of his brand new kit as he saw it for the first time too. That's awesome. It's pretty tight. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good drummer content. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of good just musician. It's all about the stories of pros and spotlighting pros, all the people behind the artists. Those mm-hmm. are my people, you know? Right. Um, and then we also do live events here in LA. So we're LA only right now too. Um, but if you want to get in the network, uh, there's two ways. You go to jamcard.com or download the app in the app store um, and you apply. And, you know, it, we asked for like, how many tours have you done? You know, what records have you been on? Are you a member right. of the Recording Academy? Are you a member of the Musicians' Union? Like, we just try to get to know you because right right now, uh, you know, we're, we're focused on really building a strong professional
0: community. Right. Um, so what's the criteria? Is it is it performance, Right. Performance. Oh yeah, I mean performance. But if you go in, and you're just like, I'm a producer. I don't play any instrument. Oh
1: what? no, we have dude. We have producers. That's the other thing. So it's not just drummers and instrumentalists. Right. So we have everything from violinists, cellists, trombonists, harpists, sure, drummers, all that stuff. We've got a ton of drummers. Um, but then also we have producers. We have engineers. We have front of house guys. We have monitors. We have lighting directors. We have tour managers. Cool. Um, we have everyone except uh, no label people. Okay. So, labels aren't allowed in. Mm. Managers are in there. We even have entertainment lawyers in there if you need an attorney. It's like a really, really useful, strong network of, of people you know, we have, we have publicists in there, you know, you're like, Oh, I want to release my, you know, all the kind of stuff that you're just like, how do I even, Oh, someone gives you a contract. You're like, I don't have a lawyer. How do I even, where do I go? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you, we can pull up, we have, here's music lawyers that do drummer contracts that do singer contracts that do publishing contracts that Mm -hmm. do whatever you got on the table. Right. So, so yeah, it's like, it's a vetted network of awesome people. It started really with as, I mean, it's kind of like a a gift, you know, because I put my network into it. Right. You know, and I've, had now, man, I'm in my 18th year of being, a, uh, you know, an active working musician. Right. Um, and through the years, you know, I've, I'm a collector of people. So, like, I resonate with someone. I, keep, I You know, I keep you with me. Let's go. Yeah. And then if I don't, I kind of, I don't, I'm not like, fuck you, bro. I just I move just kinda, away.
0: Yeah. The slow fade, as <laughs> I call it. The slow fade, yeah. yeah. <clears throat>
1: so... So I, I put my network in there for everyone, just like I said. You know, like it became an easier way because I was before always being like sending intros all the time, sending mm-hmm. intros. Now, I, now when someone's like, "Dude, I need a drummer that can produce, that like knows how to use the SPDS, that's like a, a female," that does I'm like just going, just going to Jamcard, bro. Right. I don't have to do it for you anymore. Yeah, I don't just going to go Jamcard, everyone's in there, you know, mm-hmm. and you can search for that and find that person and hit yeah. them, up, message them in the app. We don't take a fee, you know, like um, so. So if you are if you're a pro, you're an active touring person or a recording person, or you're you're awesome, whatever it is. Right. Uh, reach out to us. You know, get on the app. We're all we also scout people always. You know, we're always a and looking for up and coming talent. You mm-hmm. know, people that we believe in, that we think you know have what it takes. I'm all about that. What's the reason behind not letting the labels in? Because so the way I look at this man is like, <clears throat> I, I one of the main reasons I I built Jamcard was because I was sick of musicians being at the bottom of the barrel of our own industry right and and being a line item to a to a label mm-hmm. you know to a, to a to business a manager yeah. for an artist or to I a just, tour or a record i right? just thought
0: about yeah <clears throat> i i actually just thought about because um, justin bieber canceled the rest of his tour bieber did yeah done whoa so i was like did that just happened too
1: you're breaking all the news to me you told me Tears for fears just did too yeah you got to get, get with the time. No, I'm just kidding. Man, what? I literally was texting with Jamie and Sticks yesterday. And I, and I, I got it. I got it. Right, I'm going to wait till this is done. But I'm going to hit them both. <laughs> wait, so, so but what I'm thinking is, yeah.
0: okay, Justin Bieber has all these people who are on tour with him, yep. opening bands, all that stuff. All of those people just lost their gig. Yep. You know? And it's like you said, it's a line item. Yep. So if there's a, there has to be some, there has to be something between you just being a hired gun and there's like. There's no security at all to being like, okay, you're not going to get paid as much as Justin Bieber does to go on tour. I understand right, right. that, but there's there's something in the middle there to to elevate the person out of just being a on them because right. you're, you're expendable. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, well, the tours can't. So, hey, sorry, we'll pay for your tickets to get home. See, ya. yeah, you're yeah. an at will employee. You know, you are you're a freelancer. Right, we are all
1: freelancers. So, so I mean, that's unless why unless you're on a
0: retainer or something like that, but.
1: Yeah, but even if you're on retainer, you're still a freelancer. They yeah. can fire you at any time without having to uh, without having to pay you severance or without having to put you on unemployment or anything like that. Right. You and if are you don't want to do that gig, someone else will. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you know and there's more more people than ever graduating from music school every single semester. Yep. More than ever. That number's going up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man. So, so my whole thing is, I look at Jam Card as like building a, a building a new industry that's musician first, you know, mm-hmm. producer first, player first, the creator first. Um, and I felt the only way
0: to do that is to exclude the labels. So where do you think the money is gonna come from, not for Jam Card, but where do you think it's gonna come from to get freelancers out of you know the bottom of the barrel? Because here, my thought was this. I don't think it's a money thing. Well, I mean, everything takes
1: money, right? Like right. I had to go raise money from investors in order to build Jam Card. It was hella expensive. Right, right. <laughs> I, try, I, try, I did like when I decided to build Jam Card, I had one world tour left in front of me. So I was like, I'm going to do this world tour, save it up. I was with Christina Perry, and I was MDing too. So I was making two checks on that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to save up all this and use this to build Jam Card. And I thought it would be enough. And that was like a six month world tour too. Came home, had the money went to build Jamcard. Oh, crap. This is nowhere oh, near yeah. enough money. Yeah. <laughs> man,
0: tech companies,
1: so, tech man. In order to make something good, I mean, yeah. cuz that's I think that's where I'm really proud of Jamcard is that our app is amazing, man. Like mm-hmm.
0: it is, I mean, just from what you showed me is like it's super fast. It's I mean, it's like really user-friendly. The you know, the the whole UX is really it's really nice. I Thanks, like man. It. Thank
1: you. We spent I spent a lot of time on it. Right. I Still do every day. But sure. um because you can make a crappy piece of tech, you know. But I was like, man, this is this is this this app is for me. This app is for my peers. It's for my family members. Right. You know, like, I really want it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to release a, a, a piece of crap. Um, and also, you release a piece of crap, so it's not going to stick anyways. Right. It's not going to actually be useful. You're more so just throwing, it's like throwing a crappy record out or whatever. <laughs> it's not going to stick, you know. I, like, if it's not useful, what's the point of making it besides just being like, I made it.
0: I made an app. And, yeah, yeah, I made
1: an app once. It was, it was tight. You know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, um, so the so yeah so yeah you got to make money or you got to raise money in order to build a platform like this. But my vision is the only way for us to um, really fix those problems is for us to stand together. So I wanted to build a platform for us to be together. Now when you know when we accomplish getting everyone together and everyone as a member of Jamcard and everyone all together and supporting each other, then we have a louder voice. Then we can go and try to get better pay.
0: Right. You know. Well, that's that's my um, thought was thinking. Okay. We're, no, we're, no one's going to take this gig at that price. Here's the standards. Yeah. And if it's, you know, it's whatever it is, if it's, if it's four on three off and it's for six weeks and th- it's like, okay, here's, here's the going rate. Right. And if you want anyone who's good, that's how much you have to pay them. Totally. You totally. Know? And the, I mean, I don't know if that's... So
1: that's what we can do. What we can offer already is, you know, now labels can come to us and they do. Mm-hmm. And I can send them players. But they're not allowed to be in the app. Right. Right. But I don't let them in. Mm-hmm. So, and I, that's the sa- that's the barrier. That's the safety wall. Right. It's like, you want awesome players, you're going to pay this much. Yeah. You know? And yeah. they're going to get, and, and they deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. These are the best players in the world. I mean, come on.
1: Right. But so then, <laughs> you get like, what you pay so, for.
0: So you have to get everywhere, though. What's right? that? You have to be everywhere. I mean, you have to get to across the country. You have to get, I mean, yeah, you got to get that's, everywhere. Yeah,
1: it's the plan. That's yeah, the goal. That's of the course. vision, you know? But right now, also, I didn't want to just throw it out there and be like, okay, there's, 48 people in new york on this and like 175 in nashville and like 800 in la you know it was like i really and then like 15 people in seattle you know it was like i don't want to do that i want it to be like really valuable to each market we roll out to right so that's why we started with la and that's why we're la only right now is because we're just focused on making it valuable for la Mm -hmm. and when it's valuable
0: too and if it works here then you know it can work anywhere totally yeah
1: yeah and then yeah so that's what we're doing so you know we're going to go to new york next and do it there. It's awesome. And then keep moving, you know?
0: So was it hard for you? I heard you in a in a different interview that you said you had to you were like, Oh, I can tour and do this at the same time. Can't yeah, And then realize yeah. that you can't. I wish. How hard <laughs> how hard of a decision was that? Hardest. Yeah?
1: Yeah, the hardest decision. Touring's my favorite thing. I love touring. Yeah. Yeah. I love making records too, but I love touring. Yeah, me too. It's my favorite. It's like I love performing I love performing in front of people. Um, I love I love performing with people, you know mm-hmm. so um, so yeah, that was why it was really hard and, um, and that's why I also think that jam card doesn't or uh, another jam card doesn't exist is because it would take a, a professional musician to build it right and, but in order to build it, you got to stop being a professional musician. so it's like you finally get to this place where you're getting calls and you, and, you know you have an income from music, from drums, you know you're like, oh sick. And then you got to be like, I'm gonna stop. (sighs) You know, you got to be like, yeah, I'm gonna sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice, right? It's a huge sacrifice. You know, it's like, so I sacrificed my career as a musician um, and an MD and everything I was doing, producing, to to go all all in on Jam Card because it's far more work than I've ever I've ever spent on anything. You know, it's yeah, way more than making a record. Even when you're doing 12-hour days in the studio for three weeks grinding on a record, this is way harder. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's. Um, every day to, it's every like, day and there's more and more moving pieces and um, and you gotta do uh, there's dis- important decisions every day and now there's team players and there's investors and there's the member base and there's advisors and there's legal and there's you know um, hiring and there's right. community management and there's our admin and there's like there's a million and there's our socials mm-hmm. on top of it Right, and there's our web series, and there's our live events, and so like, there's a lot happening. Right, um, and we have a small team, man, super small team. But so, everyone's dedicated, though. Everyone really believes in it, you know.
0: Do you think is the vision to sort of get it up, get it? I don't want to say running on its own, but getting in a nice spot where it's humming along, and then you start playing again. I think,
1: definitely want to start playing again.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know how long that's going to be. <laughs> well, first and of all. the reason why I'm yeah. asking all this, yeah. because I went, I know exactly what you're going through. I yeah, was like, yeah. all right, I want to I start Drummer's Resource, but the vision, I mean, like we're building a podcast network now. Right. So there's going nice. to be a bunch of different, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about that soon. Awesome. But like, there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, which has always been the vision to build right. this media company. Right and i was like well i can like i can tour and like kind of do this on the side you know and then i was like all right i'll take a year off from playing yep like no tour i mean like i might do like a friday night gig here or something but like no tours no you know, like no flight nothing totally and then after a year i was like mm, maybe another year i think yeah. i need another year and yeah. now i'm just like you know what i just i can't you're in Yeah, I'm like, I can't focus on anything else Well, you can't... You
1: know what, dude? And this is the same thing where I'd be like, you can't just put put an expiration date on it, right? And I say that to people also that move here or move to any major city that are like, all right, cool, I'm going to be a professional musician. I'm giving myself a year. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be a hit artist. I'm moving to LA. You know, I got to do it in the next 16 months and then I got to go back to my town. If not, it's like, well, you might as well just move back right now. Just go back. Just go back right now because this is a life journey. Right. You know, and like, it takes... It takes at least six months to get your feet rooted in the ground here. I really feel like it takes a year and a half two years and that, that has nothing to do with how talented you are enough. right you know like yep. so and that's the same thing same thing with jam card same thing with your with drummer's resource like I mean I know for me I spent two years building prototypes mm-hmm. for jam card and that was that was hard right because yep. I was like learning the ins and outs of of code and tech and everything like how how it works right. and how to make something really good it was really hard to, and that was the hardest part of this you know right
0: now right now I'm and working so you kind of feel like you're not really doing anything you oh know, man it's so like, lonely it's so stuff. lonely yeah you're you're like, al- I'm doing all this stuff but like yeah. there's nothing to show for it I'm not touring I'm not playing so everybody's like what are you doing and you're like I'm just kind of like I'm working on this idea, figuring this out.
1: You're, I mean, the best thing to say, I would say now in reflection and in moving forward, what I will say and what I would recommend people say if you're starting a new project, because this is the same thing—you're learning a new instrument, you're learning Pro Tools or Ableton or whatever. You know, right? Um, is just say you're in, you're in development mode right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like yo, I'm working on something new and I'm in development mode. Right. And and, and I would—if someone said that to me, I'd be like, I get it. I know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You don't need to have achievements all the time or be like, I'm I'm, I'm busy. I'm staying busy. You know, right. it's like, if you're in development mode, go in, but focus on that, you know? Because if not, you're going to be in development mode forever or, yeah. or until you just stop, you know? But you got to get out of development mode, mm-hmm. right? So the only way to do that is to be like, alright, I have an understanding, I have something ready to release, I have a product, whether it's an album, or it's a uh, podcast, or it's a app, or it's a whatever, whatever it right. could be. A drum track, drum play along, whatever, videos, YouTube videos. Um, so, so do it, you know, and that's what I'm saying, like any drummer right now that's listening to this that wants to get themselves to the next level of drumming can spend a couple hundred dollars and go and buy a camera and like a decent set of a decent mic or something and figure out how to how to record themselves really well and right. figure out how to uh, film themselves. You really can buy
0: well. that little Zoom Q2N that's $140 and you can set it up on a mic stand and like and I think that's what Spears is using. It's like if that's all you have, yeah. that's fine. It sounds great. It looks good. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to have a nine-camera shoot and like, no,
1: because I, I think that people look. And at, you don't need light-up drums <laughs> and spinning cymbals. <laughs> you don't have to have spinning cymbals and LEDs in your drums in order for people to think that you're a good drummer. <laughs>
0: right. I said I was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, and it's just people playing pocket, and that's all it is. There you go. It and it. It's like just clips of like. I'm like, did oh, you, you did a film. I can't believe you're you not can, well. You can do a video podcast and call it the Pocket Cast. Yeah.
1: We're on it. Bam. We're on it. I'll be a guest. And we'll just sit there. And just We'll just play time that's it and so i have a joke you know josh devine drummer yeah. for like one uh, one direct i don't that. know personally about yeah, no, i know I'm he's over. a homie and uh and and he he was on how i got the gig on, mm-hmm. Oh, that was another drummer yeah on how he got on how i got the one direction gig which was the biggest tour of the year yeah right he and he did come from no big big gig experience into straight up stadium tour biggest thing they ever
0: they came from what x-factor or yes in london
1: yeah i think it was x-factor it was definitely a london yeah i think it was I x-factor i think it was x-factor, X-Factor. Um and uh, so w- that's a really good episode too. Google uh, Josh Devine, how I got the gig or whatever, and and watch that. It's like eight minutes of just his story of how he got One Direction. It's really incredible and his journey because it is a lot. It is zero to hero, right? Which does happen occasionally, right? Once in a while, but or... he was already a great drummer, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like his drumming, you know, uh, skill set was zero to hero, right? He'd been practicing for years. He, he's a really he's a really great player. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, but anyway, so I asked him, I was like, yo man, do you, do you want to come over and uh, you want to go to my drum room and shed and like, we'll film ourselves shedding. And he was like, no way, man, no way. And I was like, actually, do you want to come over and just shuffle? And we'll just shuffle for like an hour. And he's like, for sure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like sick. <laughs> shuffle is
0: the hardest groove to play. Dude. So I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah, man. The shuffle is the hardest groove to play. It's the most important. Yeah. And it's the hardest one to play. Because sure, it's all feel. Yeah. That's like Jeff Picard. He's like, I hate, I hate shuffles. He's like, I always hated shuffles. He, was, there's a story of when he was in, the, he was recording with Steely Dan. And he got so mad that he like threw his snare drum against the wall or something. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I can't, like, I don't want to play shuffles. I'm so bad at them. I'm like, you're like, dude, you are the shuffle. You are. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you or Bernard. It's like, who else, you know, who That's else can play the shuffle. The shuffle like that? Um, so if people, so if you're in LA, you can apply to be in Jam Card.
1: Yeah. Well, you can apply now. Right. right like if you're in new york or wherever london wherever you are and when we roll out to your cities we'll have your application what about
0: people who split time what do you mean what if they're like ah oh, i'm in la half the year and i'm in new york because i mean there's that's, a lot of guys that go back and forth that's fine that's fine you have some sort of base yeah as here. long
1: as you're like building your career and you're working out of la right that's fine okay we have we do have some guys that are bi-coastal right la new york la nashville
0: I, I was just thinking like Dredman yeah. is LA Nashville. Totally.
1: Yeah. So that's and that's fine. As long as you're working in LA, you know, and you're available. Right. So like one of our MDs can hit you up for something and mm-hmm. it's not you're not like, Oh dude, I live in you know, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, you know?
0: I can't get there. Right.
1: And and like I'm saying, like we will roll out to those cities, you know. Right. Um, but right now we're just really focusing on making it useful for for each city that we roll out to. Cool. So so um,
0: apply if, uh, no matter where you are, so that way you're, you're yeah. in, the, you're and if in you're the... And if you're just a
1: drum lover, you know, you're just like, I love drums. I listen to Drummer Resource because I love hearing everyone talk and I'm passionate about drums. Go to our YouTube, go to our socials. We have a ton of drummer content and musician content in general. Nice. Um, and that's for everybody. And I'll know. link
0: up to all, like, I'll put a bunch of stuff Sick. in the show Thanks, notes. Thanks, man. So yeah, like, yeah. Of course. And of course. hit
1: me up, too. You can always reach out to me. Send me your stuff. Send me your videos of you. If you want feedback, I'll give you my feedback. Um, I'm all about it. Um yeah hit me up i'm at elmo levano on socials i like it and it's
0: yeah. j-a-m-m card yeah right j-a-m-m-c-a-r-d
1: C-A-R-D. C-A-R-D.
0: cool and we'll link up to it and elmo dude thank you for having me thanks for taking the time to chat this place is amazing i'm gonna i'll take a picture of this view so that uh and we'll put it on the we'll put it on the show notes so that people can see it but thanks for having me brother I yeah man it. thanks for having me of course So there you have it, the one and only Elmo Lovano. If you are in the LA area, I suggest you go check out. You can check out Jamcard.com, and it has a bunch of co- great content on there. But if you're in the LA area, you should go and apply to be on Jamcard. If you're a professional, they it's vetted. It's it's a an exclusive network, so you have to apply to get in. You can't just join. But check it out at Jamcard. J A M M C A R D. Dot com, and I'll link to that and everything that Elmo and I talk about. I'll put that in the show notes. You can find that at drummersresource.com forward slash session two nine one. A quick thanks to everyone who has left a rating and review. The re- ratings and reviews are just coming in, and I appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for doing that. If you haven't already, Please do me a favor, head over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. It takes two minutes and it really helps out the podcast. So if you could do that, I love you. I love you either way, and, but I would appreciate it if you did it. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.